From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for April 21st, the day after 420. On this Saturday, just after 1 in the east, it's sunny and about 58 degrees, and we welcome to talk the Red Sox and a cause very near and dear to his heart, Mr. Nick Fouché. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. How you doing today, Jeremy? I'm good. Um, back in your teacher days, was 420 a problem, or, or were your kids young enough where you were not concerned about them being high in your classroom? Um, I'm sure 420 was a problem. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary, but it's uh, not like them to put one past me. So I, I just I imagine that there's some stuff going on, but I, I couldn't tell. What is your favorite... Um, I'm, I'm not sure if unofficial holiday is the right word, but, you know, National Pot Smoking Day, National Siblings Day, National Pet Day, you know, those kind of holidays. Which is your favorite? That is a great question. I think my favorite would have to be national, any national, like, boyfriend or girlfriend day, because I think it's, like, the funniest thing in the world to look on social media, people bragging about their significant other. Um, I just think it's like the funniest thing of all time. So I guess I look forward to those days, which seem to happen way more than one day. Yeah, and they seem to happen more often than they used to. Haven't you noticed that? Yeah, just, I feel like every month, like one of those days happens, and it's very confusing. Like I need to look at the list to see when these things actually fall because all every month I see some type of post like that. Yes. And I think they're hilarious. And, and it's like they've slotted them, you know, where, like, Siblings' Day is in, like, one part of the year and the National Brothers' Day is in another. And for someone like you who's, who's got a brother, you have to honor him both on National Brotherhood Day or whatever that's called and then like, National Sibling what Day. The hell, like, what is that? Like, I think that's, like, the dumbest thing ever. Like, how can you have Brothers' Day and then Siblings' Day and then Sister Day and then all that stuff? Like, it's like, oh, Girlfriend Day, Wife Day, significant other day. Like, it's just so annoying and my biggest fear is that uh, when I fall into a relationship myself that my significant other is going to be upset when I don't post on these ridiculous days. <laughs> that is a problem, Nick. You should know better than that. Um, Alright, let, let's start with this. March 25th was Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day. It's a cause near and dear uh, and close to your heart. Uh, two questions on this, and we'll take them one at a time. The first question is explain to the folks out there why this cause is so close to your heart. So National uh, Cerebral Palsy Day for me is the biggest day, I think, personally, just because I, in fact, have cerebral palsy. I was diagnosed when I was three years old. Um, so it's something that I've, you know, had to deal with for uh quite some time now and if you know who i am you would never know that i had it unless i kind of told you so i'm pretty lucky um in that sense but it is something um that i have and it's something that i'm kind of proud i guess to say that i have as weird as that sounds um I think I'm pretty, I'm lucky that it's not as severe as it is with some cases, but um, I learned a lot from having this and like seeing other people have it and like really paying attention to um, people around me that I think some people might um, disregard at times. So um, it's, 
what should people know about CP? What what do you because one of the things that I love about you, uh, a is that you've never let it stop you, and you've you know uh, you worked your butt off in therapy to get to where you are today, and 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 we love you for it. Um, um, but the other thing that I love about you is that you have not let your platform as a teacher, as a mentor, as, as somebody who is, is, you know, has a social media presence to let the, you know, to, to, you make sure people know about this disease and, and know uh, the cause and have worked your butt off to, to keep the awareness level high. What do you want people to take away when they hear this about CP and about your story or just in general about what they can do to help the cause of CP and help find a cure? Uh, I mean, I just think it's important that people are aware of it. So if I never had CP, I honestly probably wouldn't even know that it exists. Like, obviously, you see videos and um, articles and, and stuff online, stuff on television. Obviously, um, there's huge stories that happen in sports surrounding it, but it's not something that if I didn't have, maybe I would you know, I probably wouldn't really pay attention to it. So I like a lot of, I try to get in that mindset and think about other people and maybe people don't care um, as much about it because it's not something they um, would suffer from or maybe know someone that does. So I think it's important to just um, keep keep the awareness out there and like keep kind of shoving it down people's throats so they know what it is. Um, a lot of people, like I said earlier, are kind of worse off than I am. Like, there are people with the same thing as me uh, who can't walk and can't talk or anything like that. And I guess I just want people to remember that they're also human beings and they deserve the same respect as someone you, you know, just meet on the street and have a conversation with. And I think sometimes that gets lost when, you know, people look at other people with disabilities and they kind of, you know, shrug them off and think kind of less of them because, you know, they're not walking or talking or anything like that. But those people that suffer from that are like the real inspiration. Like that, they are the ones who inspire me every day to wake up and make, uh, you know, the day the best that I possibly can because they wake up, they can't walk, can't talk, they're still getting dressed, they're still going out, and they're still conquering the day. So when I think of the little problems that I, you know, complain about, that I try to keep myself in check and think about how lucky I am um, to be where I'm at today and think about that as I'm, you know, complaining or something like that. Um, so I think it's important that we don't take things for granted like our everyday um, everyday things that we have I think we just kind of don't really think about it but when you see people who really struggle um, makes you feel very fortunate about you know where you're at um, there is no cure for uh, cerebral palsy it's kind of just more like um, making things more comfortable for people uh, if that makes sense, like there are ways you can kind of improve your condition a little bit, but there's no official cure. So um, it's kind of just letting people know that they should just treat others 
know, with respect, no matter what. Uh, we're talking with our buddy Nick Fouché here on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Um, all right. Should we tell the truth about why this podcast is going to come out on April 21st? Uh, I mean, we can. Okay. We actually recorded this about a week and a half ago. I had a technical malfunction, uh, which led to the uh, deletion of the podcast we originally recorded and was about three-fourths of the way through uh, back about a week and a half ago. A funny thing happened on the way to that podcast being recorded, which is, lo and behold, the Boston Red Sox have gotten <laughs> to an insane start. They're 17-2, and two, they're first in the East, and my Yankees, who I thought were going to run over everybody, are 9-9, nine and nine, and pitchers are struggling, hitters are struggling, and meanwhile, you guys are 17-2 and two and have a four-game lead. In, 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 in the East, in your wildest dreams, Nick, did you ever expect a 17-2 and two start? I honestly have no idea what's happening in the world of baseball <laughs> right now. This is, like, I, this is what I imagine heaven being like, that if I died and went to heaven, it's like, I don't think it could be as good as what's happening right now. Like the podcast that we recorded earlier, I think there's. I think the malfunction was from how hot the Red Sox got, just burning everything down <laughs> in their path. The most fascinating thing I think I've ever watched in sports up to this point. This is insane. It's it, it's it's really been incredible. You and I talked about the outfield depth and and how impressed we were with the outfield depth and. I mean, look at uh, what Mookie Betts is doing. He's batting 382. Uh, he leads the team in on-base percentage at 469. He's got six home runs. He's got 14 homers. Uh, he's been everything you could have asked for. He is He is incredible. I mean, he's everything any Red Sox fan could ever dream of. Um, the special thing with the outfield, and I remember talking about it on the last podcast, and I was saying that, um, they needed to hit, and they, you know, they needed the offense production. And what's crazy is they've been getting it. Like, Mookie is playing out of his mind. Unbelievable. Um, but he's not going to hit close to 400. Like, he's going to come back down to earth at some point. And what's, what's crazy about this offense is there's always someone ready to step up and fill that role. Like, last night, not the best night for some of the hitters, but JBJ... Uh, comes in, hits a big three-run home run, and he's probably one of the worst hitters on the team. And then Mitch Moreland, who's barely been playing, hits the team's fifth grand slam uh, this season already. They played 19 games. They have five grand slams. Didn't hit a grand slam all last season. So it's just they have so much depth. Like People are stepping up and filling these roles. Um, but when you have Mookie hitting the way he is hitting, he is absolutely unstoppable. He is so locked in. It's scary. I would not want to face him. You've got 26 oh. home runs. Your opponents have 10 home runs. And to your point, Jackie Bradley Jr. is hitting 233 of the hitters who have enough at-bats right now to qualify for the batting title if, if the season ended today. He is has the worst batting average on your team in terms of anybody uh, in, in that category. So, uh, needless to say, uh, you've gotten contributions uh, top to bottom. And then the other thing about this, um, start, you, you, were, you, know, you were very happy with the uh, pitching rotation and, and thought that, that if guys like David Price and Chris Sale could have nice 
bounce back years and, and pick up in a good spot, or sorry, play uh, pitch well in a, in a big spot, you would you could win some games. And lo and behold, you have an, a team ERA of 2.64 sales is right now 1.2 Porcello 1.4 price 2.25. You've gotten the big um, the big starts out of the guys you needed big starts from. Porcello has four wins. Sales struck out 31 people. You've you've gotten big performances from the big names so far. Yeah, watching the rotation has been pretty fascinating up to this point because it's not something I think any team really expects from their pitchers. Like this has been an unreal run. I think the first like nine or ten games of the season, no starter had given up more than one run in a start, which is unheard of. And you know, again, as a fan, as a baseball fan, you know that you're not going to sustain this success. Um, but for what it is right now, it is absolutely amazing to watch. They have all stepped up and and done their role that um, against the where he or something to his fingers after giving up four runs or something ridiculous. Um, but he bounced back in his last start and he dominated. And it's just crazy to watch them out there and pitch as well as they are. Eduardo Rodriguez um, the other night gave up a couple runs and the starter ERA jumped up to like two after giving up like two runs. So it's been crazy how good they've been. Again, I'm like I'm getting super excited about it, and I've been excited watching. But I know there's you know droughts that are on the way. But as of right now, like I said, a lineup um, rotation, they are just uh, firing at all cylinders, and they're doing so well that when there are droughts, someone's going to step up in that role and kind of keep the train moving. So it's very exciting right now to be a Boston sports fan. And uh, it's also hope that your closer, Craig Kimbrell, has been perfect and has not given up a run yet uh, to start the season. So a funny thing happened when the Yankees and Red Sox hooked up for the first time this season. There was a little bit of some extracurricular activities, which always is fun with those two teams. As a Red Sox fan, what did you walk away from that thinking? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Nick, Nick, Nick. We we have hit the the poor cell uh, reception portion of this podcast, which is unfortunately a tradition unlike any other uh, for your <laughs> for your appearances on teeing it up. So so yes, uh, stay in that crouch position or whatever you know stance you're in. Position's not functioning well. Uh, I don't know. Keep going. Are we good now? Yes. Oh my God! All right. I promise not. I I I, I promise to 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 get you out of the awkward position within <laughs> within five minutes. No, it's fine. Um. 
Red Sox Yankees rivalry. Yes, you were saying how how the last couple of years it's been dormant, which I would totally agree with. It's been yeah. a, a a very calm um, uh, rivalry to the point where I mean the the the, the respect they showed Derek Jeter was un was 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 wonderful, but it was like un Boston like really to to give this guy such a warm reception on the way out. So th- this is more how it should be. Right. I mean, it's pretty incredible because I've always treated Red Sox and Yankees games like it's a playoff game. Like, I, like, set aside, like, plans. Like, I I have to watch the game. Like, you just have to do it. Um, but the past couple of years, it's, like, I haven't even cared. If someone was like, hey, like, let's, let's hang out, I would go do that as opposed to watching the game. But this whole... Like all the signings in the off season and both teams, you know, having a successful year last night and coming into this season made it exciting. And then after that brawl, it's like I am all in. I cannot wait for them to meet again. Like it's gonna be so fun watching them just battle each other. It's gonna be fascinating, and I think also. There's a little bit of frustration on the Yankees, and Stanton's gone off to a bad start. The rotation's been a little shaky. CC was hurt for a bit, and frustrated Yankee teams tend to take it out in in, in uh, visible ways. And visible ways against the Red Sox can sometimes lead to some uh, emotional squabbles. Yeah, and the thing I the thing I really love that I took away from the last series and the the brawl was. You knew the rivalry is back as a Boston fan because that night the Bruins were playing in their playoff game and the fans started chanting Yankees suck at the Bruins game. And that hasn't happened in so long. Like, I can't even remember the last time something like that has happened. So you know there's just, like, fuel um, coming out of Red Sox fans, and I'm sure it's the same. Uh, coming out of Yankees fans, so I'm very excited to see what happens as the season unfolds. There's no way the Yankees are go- are going to stay at 500. Um, they're going to click. They're going to get hot, and it's going to be a race. And I cannot wait to see these two just like duke it out. And it's what I love about the Red Sox Yankees too is it's rare that one team dominates the other. They always finish their season series around 500, and I expect the same this year. And it's going to be fun to just watch them go toe-to-toe. Power pitching, power hitting, it's going to be fun. Will be fun as we proceed uh, in the latter parts of this baseball season. Uh, a couple things uh, to, to wrap this, this podcast up. Number one, before the season, what was your World Series pick? Uh, matchup and winner. Um, I was gonna go. I was gonna have the Astros um, from the American League, and I was going to have um, the Diamondbacks in the in the in the National League. And I was thinking that the Astros were gonna repeat. Um, I understand how hard that is to do, but I still think that the Astros are gonna win. So this Red Sox start was was as wonderful as it is. You still think you you fall to them in the end? Oh no! I, it's just it's way too it's way too early to to get super excited. 
Um, I mean, we're not even out of the first month, and you know that injuries are looming. We already lost Sandra Bogart. Um, Pedroia hasn't even played a game yet. Uh, David Price with his little tingly fingers. Who knows what's going to happen with him uh, as things move forward. So um, there's always so much that could go wrong this early. So I'm sticking with the Astros. If the Red Sox keep this up and we talk again in July, maybe I'd feel a little different. But so far, I think the Astros are just a more solid all-around team. You know, I was going to ask you a question about the Bruins and the Celtics, but the, the, you just wrapped up the podcast perfectly. You said, if we talk in July, and I said, absolutely, and thanks for coming on. That's what I was going to say. You, I, I was going to ask you one more question, but you just wrapped the podcast up yourself. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you in July. Does that sound good? That sounds great to me. We're, we're going to take a bow. We're going to be silent for three seconds, and then we're going to have this encore appearance. It's going to be like a, a concert in homage to your favorite thing, which is rapping. We're, 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 this is now the encore question, right. which is the Celtics lost last night, obviously, without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward. It's a, it's a huge hill to climb, but in what could be a more open Eastern Conference, and the Bruins, who should get uh, Bergeron back today, up 3-1 in their first round series. Who ends up going further in the playoffs? Uh, the Bruins are definitely going to go further. I think that the Bruins, uh, held pending, I think the Bruins are going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Celtics, I was very weary whether or not they're going to make it out of the first round, and I still think there's a chance that they don't make it out of the first round. Um, but if they make it out of the first round, there's no way they're making it out of the second. So I'm all in on the Bruins. Celtics without Kyrie, I, I just I can't see them going very far. Have you listened to the new J. Cole album yet? I have not, but I'm very excited to. Okay. Um, well, you will not then get a second encore question because I was going to ask what your favorite song on it is. But instead, uh, I will retweet when you tweet it out what your favorite song on it is, and that'll be the way I ask the second encore question. All right, that sounds good to me. Nick Fouché. Who uh, originally was supposed to be on a week and a half ago, and the Red Sox only went 17 and 2 and changed the pivot of this podcast appearance. Thank you, sir, for coming on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day, everybody.